Welcome to POS Uncensored, episode for Wednesday, October 24th, 2018. Episode 1, Don't Drive It in a Ditch. POS Uncensored is a production of Papertech, a leading innovator in the payment space since 2004. We now join the live conversation with Nate Manahan, Robert Kramer, and Matthew Proctor in the Indianapolis office of Payment Processing Technologies. All right, we're live in the Manahan Cave uh, with Mr. Kramer and Mr. Proctor, who are behind me on my lovely couch. We're going to be talking all things POS. Um, anytime, we're going to start recording these every Wednesday. So if you have questions, you can email them to nate at pptdesk.com, and I will put these in and get any questions you have answered. And uh, But today, as we jump into these things, I have a couple questions that a couple people put in, and I'm just going to pose some questions. So the first thing I'm going to ask here is this. Uh, I know that we're currently working on some new POS systems. How do we choose what are the right POS systems, and what's the process then for us to bring it on is that we start reselling it and really doing the demos and bringing it on as a full POS system as part of the paper tech family? Well, the first starts with, understanding the gap that we need to fill is there a product out there that you know fills a need or a request that's coming in from agents dry cleaning grocery store with deli scale integration uh, better liquor store pos mm -hmm. these are all things recently that we've been you know looking at so we always start with what's the gap we need to fill so what on those specifically, like as we look at those, how do we prioritize and what role would an agent and our partners play into that as we prioritize or you hear from them? How can they help us uh, move that system along? Well, I mean, obviously, when we're vetting a system, you know, it's pretty much one-on-one uh, -on -one with the company. We want to know more about the way they deploy, how they deploy, how they interact with the customer, what their customer support is. They're, you know, how they interact with the customer support to the end user. You know, those are consistency with the system, how it connects through our system. Those are all things that we answer. Now, on the agent side, if there are systems that they come across that work really well, um, or if there is a vertical that they want to deal with and they've seen a POS in that vertical, I mean, we can always reach out to that company and say, hey, you know, do you integrate to us? Can we integrate to you? And, you know, go through the vetting process from there. But on the agent side, if they, they come across things, a vertical that isn't, you know, hospitality or standard, uh, you know, retail, a uh, something that we really don't have a footprint in that they want to get into or an opportunity that they come across. And I'm talking more than I got a guy that processes $15,000 a month and he sells, you know, taxidermy. Well, you know, I'm not going to hunt down a taxidermy POS for the one guy. <laughs> but if it's a practical vertical, like dry cleaning was approached to us, and we started reaching out looking for a dry cleaning POS and making that relationship, then that's something that's a little bit different because there's a lot of opportunity out there with it. Yeah. Well, and, and Nate, sorry to interrupt here. It's like we talked about the golf course the other day. That's, yeah. That hasn't really come up as a huge need, but if that was a need and we were approached by a lot of people about it, then absolutely. You know, look into things like that. So, Matt, I know you've been involved several times with new POS systems that we've brought on. What does it go on when that first, you know, we do an internal test, we see their demo, we look at it, but we, the first thing we have to do is actually install it into a real merchant that would see it really working through paper tech processing. Uh, what's that look like and what are some of the things that you've seen as you've, because I know you've personally been involved in a few of the first beta tests of sites. 
what are yeah. some of the things if you, if the partner is involved with that? What what things should they be aware of? Oh, you know, just having patience because anytime it's that first beta test, you know, we really you know, we want to be there on site or, or at least be talking through it you know, over the phone the entire time. But understand that it is the first time there might be some hiccups. We're really testing their customer support um, to see how well they do things. And for my food. That's your food. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Record. You can just leave it out there on the de- on the desk. You. Thank you. Thank you. No, Nate no got fine. something from DoorDash, everybody. <laughs> it's a French dip from Firewood. I, I wanted a French dip. Looks today. good. Um, so we're so leaving this in. I mean, we, we. Well, and and you know, back to that point, the beta testing. We've had some good success with our first time uh, with some of these systems when it comes to Paradise and Linga, and even back when we brought NCR on board. Um, but there's always going to be those little hiccups. It's so always unforeseen. Yeah, have the patience because there's stuff that we don't know that we're going to be very clear on in, in a few months. Yep. Yeah, and the largest hurdle we have to come up with is the semi-integrated terminal. That isn't as simplistic as one would hope it would be, and even systems that we've done 100 installations, we can still run into hiccups on that because there's so many moving parts to it. So the very first time we do a semi-integration, we obviously try it here and do it first, but the you know first one or two of a POS system that we do, there's still things that may arise that were unforeseen, you know, that we couldn't think of because of how many different moving parts there are to semi-integration. Well, explain that, Bob, in case there's anybody listening that doesn't understand what you're talking about with semi-integration. Semi-integration is how all processing terminals connect to a POS system. So full integration means that the POS system and its hardware talk directly to EPX, First Data, Global, whatever it is, TSIS. That is full integration. The POS system talks directly to the processor. Now, that was more commonplace before we got into EMV, but with EMV, you now have to utilize PAX terminals, Deja Vu terminals, um, Castle terminals. To connect those terminals to the POS system becomes semi-integrated, okay, because it's not part of the existing hardware. So there's usually a gateway. 99% of the time, there's a gateway involved. Mm -hmm. A lot of names people have heard of. Velocity, USA ePay, Datacap, um, Authorize.net can be one. Um, but there are systems that have been put in place um, by the POS company to talk to other processors. And then there are steps that we've done on the processing side to talk to that gateway. And so we have to merge those. I mean, it's basically a bridge that we do. And that's where the VAR sheet comes in and a lot of things that we do in the back office. But that's also one of the hardest things we have to do because, A, it's still new technology. A year ago, we weren't talking about semi-integrated anything. This is still new technology, and it does change. You know, if one piece of that puzzle changes their programming or their software, we got to change all the other pieces of the puzzle for it to still work. And so it becomes the most complex thing we deal with inside the POS office. So what type of partner is ideal to be involved when we're first testing? So I know, I won't name names, but I know that there's two or three POS systems that we're researching it in the research stage but we have not installed any of them with capotech processing so if a partner was involved with that right now what mm-hmm. the, what things are should be true for them if they would come and i know that these are in retail space and grocery and liquor stores um if they had one of those what 
what type of personality and involvement is important if those would be successful, especially when they're the first ones? The very first ones we find success with, these are the three things I hunt for. One, relationship with the merchant. Does the agent already have an existing relationship with the merchant? One, one that is yeah. a yeah, trusting, you, yeah. you know, that they, they're basically <laughs> close to friends. They've been working together for so long. So there's an understanding. Patience. It's not something that is just, you know, we just send out a piece of paper and it's done. There's a lot of involvement. And because I'm not and Matt's not and the POS company's not right there in the town, no matter where it is, we rely on the agent to participate. So if an agent doesn't have time to participate and be active in that POS installation and assist them, when you know, get on the phone when there are problems, we don't have an expectation level that they're going to cure it, but they need to participate. And if they don't have time or they're not even in the same town as this, we're not going to make that beta happen. You know, we would move on to somebody else. We love when they're in the same town. We love when it's a, you know, existing relationship. We love an agent that's going to be involved. And that's really the, the agents that are having most success with POA, POS right now are the ones that are actively involved. Absolutely. And I, and I think one of the things that we know is that they're, they need to – know that this there will be hiccups there'll be issues oh, yeah. there, there's going to be little things that go wrong no matter what and that's not just true with new ones that can happen it's, it's about setting expectations so my next question today is really about um thinking about how I, i'm going to use a mr kramerism uh how our partners are often driving deals into the ditch yeah <laughs> so what are ways that, are, that our partners are messing up and losing out on deals and driving it into the ditch when they had the chance? And if they had done a few different things, they would have won that deal and we would have seen something different. Well, first of all, I don't want to always put the earnest back on the agent because there are times where the agent just doesn't have the experience enough to really know when it's you know being driven into the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the really it's. You know, it, it takes time. I mean, everything takes time. I mean, we didn't understand how to fill out an application correctly for processing until we had done it a few times and had that experience. And that's the same with POS. You know, if they're active from the consultation to the demo to even when the installation's happening, they're making phone calls or they're going out there physically to making sure that those are the ones that have the most success and usually can keep a deal on track. We're still good. I mean, we still have agents that are that are 100% in the game, you know, from top to bottom when it comes to POS, mm -hmm. and something happens. Somebody shows up and offers the greatest deal of a lifetime. I'll give you $30,000 yeah. worth of equipment for free, you know, and it's going to be five and two is going to be your pricing. You know, we lose deals like that. You know, it does happen. I mean, but that's just life in sales. But if we are active in that sale, not just passing off a phone number and say, here, call this person. They want a POS. All right. They're talking to somebody on the phone. They don't have a relationship with me. You know, we're not expecting the agent to know 100% what we know, but they should know that Paradise isn't going to work in a hotel. That Paradise will work for a, hot, you know, quick service, a bar. We'll work at a small retailer. We'll a work luau. at a, you know, <laughs> a liquor <laughs> store. You know, those are the things that they should understand. They should understand the basics, and that information is out there. And then in conjunction with us doing a demo and talking to the customer about the specifics about the POS and their needs, the agent can hear all that, and it adds to the sale. You know, because things that are said during our conversations that really are important to know. 
Uh, a prime example, uh, Matt, uh, Matt and an agent have been dealing with somebody um, and trying to get demos set up. And it turns out the only thing, this, the priority for this customer is the physical look <laughs> of the POS. Yep, that's it. Now, if the agent wasn't involved, he wouldn't know that without us saying that, but he wouldn't have heard the stress of the customer's voice. Well, it, I, I love hearing the only thing a customer cares about is the way it looks. I promise you we're going to win that deal every day of the week if all they care about physical looks because that means, A, we can, you know, get good pricing on them. B, you know, we're not looking for out-of-the-box features. We're looking for basic features. The only thing he cares about is, is it going to look good at my uh, on my counter? Well, I want that every day of the week. But the only way we knew that is because the agent was involved. The only mm-hmm. way we know about the doors that opens up for opportunities in what we have to do and the expectation levels that are being set is because the agent was involved. And so that and that's an obscure example, but that should tell you that the more they're involved, the more we information we can withdraw because I promise you what they tell us on the phone is important. What they tell us on demos are important and can lead right back to how it affects the processing. So how about, uh, Matt, we were talking earlier about setting expectations and even the expectation of showing up for a demo. What are some of the things you're seeing as you're working with our partners and they're working hard and they're, that maybe if, you know, it's not their not lack of involvement, but if they would change how they do certain things, that would help them close more deals or have an opportunity to get to that close. Right, right. And, and Robert hit the nail on the head with yeah. that. That involvement is so critical. I mean, if they're not involved, it's a much lower percentage of us being able to actually get through uh, the entire close of the sale. But it's not a matter of knowing every last little price. It's not a matter of knowing every last detail, uh, but really at least understanding those expectations. The first and most important thing is being involved on the demo. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I do a demo with just me and a merchant and, you know, I can't get the merchant on the phone because there's no agent there. It takes me 15 minutes and then I, it might be a great demo, but there was never any involvement, you know, and, and the problem there's with no that is forth from the customer. well, yeah. they're, they're not understanding the expectations. When I say expectations, I mean, you know, what is the time frame of hot sauce point of sale right now? You know, I've got agents out there that because they're not involved and don't listen or don't pay attention, they think I can get a full hot sauce station out there in, in a week or two weeks. Yeah. When when right now everything is based on, on timing and the environment and how it looks and how big their menu is, and sometimes it might be four or five weeks. And, and those are simple expectations that, that we want to go through with the merchant. Um, you and I talked about week appointments. You know, and I've, I've trained a lot of processing guys over the years. And, you know, having a strong appointment where they actually know I'm going to be here this day, this time. Will you definitely be here? I'm going to put on my calendar right now. We're going to go through X, Y, and Z instead of, okay, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be there one to two o'clock ish on Thursday. Okay. I'll swing by that time and we'll do a demo. Those are those demo no shows that I have because they're weak appointments. They're not securing it. um, And they're not showing up you know, half the time. So there's a lot of little things like that, that I see on the demo side, where if I have five no shows in a week, most of the time you can kind of pinpoint what happened with it. You know, they're the one offs where they get sick or they're in the hospital or whatever. Um, and that's just a, it's a training thing. It's an ongoing learning experience with our agents. I think, you know, yeah, I, I think just in sales in general, you get a stronger sale when they can put a face to the sale. A POS mm-hmm. system is not a VX 520. 
far and from think, it. And thinking that, okay, yeah, I'm selling processing, and here's your terminal. Oh, you need a POS? I can do that too. Here, call this guy. That isn't the trust base that we want to have. We want to have a solid base. Now, we get a POS system in there. We get them using it. We have them comfortable with it. And I promise you, there's a learning curve to a POS. They just don't get it and know how to use it that same day. There's a couple, there's a good week of them learning and adjusting to utilizing a POS. But understanding that I, you know, that this is the agent that I can call and I know him, you're my face of it. That's a more solid relationship than just a phone number. So I, I'm throwing this out, and this is—they've never, you guys haven't heard this before. I'm wondering, or I'm wondering if this is true, that our partners need to become more the advocate for the merchant and not the salesperson, and let you guys do the sales. They'll end up doing the close, yeah. and the pricing, right. but they're advocating on behalf of the merchant not doing the sale when it comes to the POS system. Is that a good way to describe it? I think that's a good way to describe it because it becomes a partnership. If you can get viewed as a partner and you're working for the merchant, you definitely are going to have a better relationship instead of just coming in and saying, yeah, I'll drop you five points here and save you 100 bucks a month, and here's a free POS. See you later. I think that that's not as strong as you being an advocate, as you're saying. Yeah. for the merchant and finding the right product. Because I promise you, we may get on with a demo. They may get see some of the demo and go, I don't think this is going to work for us. And that's our job to go back to the drawing board and find something else. You know, well, what else is going to work for you? You know, we have agents out there that 100% fight for their customers on a regular basis. You know, I talk to them on a regular basis. Oh, I need this done. This isn't working right for them. This isn't working right for them. Those are the people being, you know, that are very successful and have long-term customers. You know, the passing the phone numbers off and here, deal with it and send me my money, those don't get anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, thinking of the where we are when it comes to the, um, the systems that we're offering, are there th- what are the biggest wins that we've had recently? Maybe, I, and I'm just asking this kind of off the cuff, what are some of the wins that we've had for some of our merchants that our merchants are the happiest? You don't have to name them by name, but kind of – that merchants have been really excited about the POS systems they've gotten. It's a hundred percent setting of the expectations. You know, you can't walk in the door POS, especially POS is so ingrained in the way that businesses run with the reporting, with it controlling processing, with it controlling the clock in clock out of the employees to really being a security check for theft. Um, It's so ingrained in the business that setting the expectation levels of, hey, is somebody coming out to do the training and installation? There should never that should never be a gray area. Well, I thought somebody was coming out here to do the installation for me. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a gray area. You, they should know a hundred percent whether somebody's coming out at a time. I thought someone's going to stand here for four days and train every single one of my employees for ten hours a day. No, that should be set. I thought this could tell me when food was being stolen off my shelf. No. You know, it's understanding. So that's part of the consultation and the demo we try to do is try and pull out enough questions. Everybody, uh, you know, I, it's a common question I get from, can you talk to them? I don't know what to ask. Okay? That's fine. But that agent should be on the phone with us so they know what to ask the next time. Because in that initial conversation, if I come in and meet you, Nate Manahan, and you say, yeah, I've never owned a POS before. I love to own one. 
you know, the the question should be, the follow-up right then shouldn't be, well, let me get somebody on the phone with you. It's a simple question. What do you want the POS system to do? Ideally, what could that computer do for you? You know, ring in customers, clock in and clock out. Great. All POS systems do that. What else? You know, do you need inventory? Do you need, And it's all basics about business. These aren't things that are unfamiliar to people. Inventory, reporting, I need it to be easy to close at the end of the day. I have a bar. Okay, you have a bar. Do you take, do you hold tabs for people? You know, that's a basic for a bar. But an agent may not know that, but after being in a consultation with us a couple times, he'll hear us say it over and over again, so he's comfortable saying it. We want the agents to be the champion. Matt and I don't want to be the champion. We want the agent to be the champion. And the only way the agent's going to be the champion is if he's working with the business, uh, finding, you know, finding out exactly what they need and facilitating that for them, and appearing to have the answers or being able to get the answers right away. And that doesn't happen with, here, talk to this guy, he'll do it for you. You know, the way the agent becomes the champion, because that's how you have that's also how you get referrals. Hey, call this guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's gonna get you the right POS. I know it. That's also how you get that person wanting to be your customer for a long time, is because you worked for him. You know, you didn't just sell him something as good. I mean, anybody can go out and sell a clover. Anybody can go out and sell a clover. You know, here, it's free. It does this. Boom. They'll take care of you. Uh, call that number. You know, it's what we do past that to really make that relationship so you have a long-term customer. Processor, uh, processing agents walking in the door. Matt and I were discussing this. You know, you if you own a business, you're seeing a couple a month. So that's your competition. They're not seeing that in POS. So if the agent really embraces POS and to go out there and I'm going to sell POS, I promise you the business you're walking into hasn't had five POS guys walking in the door. They've had five processors walking in the door. You know, if I sold processing when I was still selling POS because it wasn't integrated back then, you know, like it is now, I doubt I'd be working here because my residuals would be so high because I was selling huge processing accounts or huge uh, POS accounts. You know, that had five, six, seven locations because I was confident enough to go in there and talk about the POS. A couple more questions. One, this morning I sent an email about how our goal is to help our partners go on vacation. And we know that if they're selling POS, they're going to make an extra $5,000 or more on the lifetime value of that customer. Yeah. But let's talk for the merchant because they can walk in and go – they can give things that can actually help their merchant. You know, I, I was with I, I, on my vacation. I was talking to several restaurant owners. I was at a little pizza shop right on the beach. Single individual owner. He's working eighteen hour days trying to you know make this thing work. Having a hard time keeping employees. Having overhead. And he said restaurant business is a really hard work. And uh, it, it, what we can do in a POS department and POS team and as part of the Payprotec team is we can offer things that will help the merchant be able to take a vacation a year from now, 18 months from now because of things they have. What things does the POS give that are tips that our pay partners could be using to sell right now? Well, when we're talking about POS and what POS can offer, um, I think you need to remember that there are a couple things that really – look, You can we could run a business right now and never have a credit card terminal or, or a computer inside of it. I can have a cigar box, collect money, and sell whatever I'm doing. You know, lemonade stands prove that every day. <laughs> but what a POS does for you is consolidate reporting so you don't have to consolidate it yourself. Okay? 
help you make sure that you're getting all the money you need for the product that's going out the door. Something goes out, something comes in, it's controlled by this unit. If I'm low, if I'm low on inventory when this product's saying I should have five and I have four, something went out the door without me selling it, well, I'm able to control that a little yeah, bit better. The shrinkage. Yeah. In yeah. a kitchen, it's the add-ons. Cheese, extra mayo, extra sauce, extra this, extra everything that goes out free. But now if I have a POS system, I'm registering. I'm seeing how much I'm giving away. Do I need to start charging for it? I know cheeses, I, they should be paying for extra cheese, but when the servers just come in the back and go, hey, can I, I need to get cheese added on that, forgot to add it, that's something that doesn't go through a system and that's lost income. So it helps me on my waste. It helps me on uh, my reporting. It shortens my day because the reporting's right there. It prints it off. I don't have to add this. I worked in a restaurant, you know, started working in a restaurant in the 80s, uh, the late 80s, and <laughs> they, they were, hand, at the end of the night, there were three people upstairs with a 10-key calculator counting up every receipt, yep. you know, and then putting that into another uh, another form or piece of paperwork and hand doing everything. 25% of restaurants are still operating that That's way. That's right. Oh, yeah. And if we're talking about retail, inventory control, yep. you know. So these are just things that it does automatically. And then if we add in clock in, clock out, you know, that it can control some staffing issues to making sure people are clocking in and clocking out, that you can control your hours. Then we can start talking about return on investment and making sure that the that you're maximizing every dollar that you spend. But even if just those four some simple things, that changes somebody's business and the way they do business. That gentleman that's working by himself, if he didn't have a POS, after the end of his 10 to 12-hour day, he still had more hours of just compiling that information for taxes, and oh, yeah. for purchase and balancing an account book. Oh, yeah. So if you look at those basic things as what it can do, that's something you can go in and offer somebody. Hey, I, don't, I see you don't have a POS, you know, and you're running back and forth. Would you, you know, is that something? Why haven't you looked at it? Oh, I don't want to, you know, I, 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 it's too expensive or, you know, I'm trying. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, track know everything. Technology very yeah, well. I don't, yeah, I'm not a technology guy. Yeah. But wouldn't it be better that. if you had something spitting out reports at you? If you knew that you were getting the money you needed for everything that's walking out the door, that you can track your time, you know, a lot of reports that most people don't know. Most people don't have a POS, can't tell you what the busiest parts of their day with other than lunch and dinner. Yeah. You know, where this could actually tell you. You know, mm -hmm. and help you with your staff. And do I need a guy here at two, four people on at three o'clock in the afternoon, or do I need four people on at six o'clock at night? So it's one of those things that's supposed to enhance the business you already have. Well, and that's not even considering. And we talk about the profitability and all the, that you're really going to make off of it. Um, but that's not considering email marketing, other capabilities, because now POS the systems. The modern stuff. That's right now, out, POS yeah. systems half of them include you know other ways for them to actually increase their bottom line other than shrinkage and, and <laughs> scheduling and all that loyalty so, gift card yeah. marketing there's so many things involved now in point of sale systems that i mean it, it's really easy to break down their roi when you look at that over the next six months to a year all right last question for today and then we'll have more questions a week from today um what most uh excites you when a partner comes to you with an opportunity what are the, the most exciting opportunities you see right now they come with is it a type of restaurant, a type of retail? And you go, man, we're going to get this. What, what excites you? What, 
gets you when you see that lead come in. Yeah, I'll go first. So my mine that always get me excited are the the larger Aloha Micro dealers because they're both good systems. I've worked with them both for years, uh, and so is Robert. And so just you know, knowing that that that's a five station, you know, large business that that is a traditional software that scares a lot of agents. A lot of agents in the past didn't want to talk to them or you right. know didn't know what to do with them. Um, but being able to, to transition them into a system like Hot Sauce that we know has all those same features and that as a, a full-blown software system, those still get me excited. I'm like, okay, for the price, we blow them out of the water. Just you know, get me on a demo with them. It'll sell you know, every time. And so th- those still get me. They get me riled up. Get them excited. Get them excited. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm excited about any deal that comes across my plate. <laughs> Absolutely. No <laughs> deal left behind. I get it. But, you know, the truth is, I think when, you, you know, it's something that, you know, I, I, I become uncomfortable with something when they're, uh, the, when the customers making the agent run a, you know, run the gambit of, they know there's no POS system out there that integrates to their car, and so they can pull up the menu on the car and order from. That doesn't exist. Well, okay, I mean, Elon Musk will be working on that <laughs> Tesla soon, <laughs> right, I'm sure. Right. But, but uh, and I'm just saying that as an example of you know those are the ones that I'm just like uh, you know you're kind of you 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 know I I understand they're making you run and you're hustling now to try to find this answer, but there's no there's no end to this rainbow for yeah. you. You know, because they're asking for something that doesn't exist. And unfortunately, the POS industry doesn't keep up with regular technology. It just doesn't. Okay. Because there's too many moving parts to it. So what you see now in technology, and there's, I promise you, if somebody says, if you ever hear the term, that doesn't exist in POS, you're being lied to. Somebody out there is doing it. Okay. It's just whether can we get our hands on it? Do I have access to it? Is a company that's willing to integrate with us? But I get excited when somebody calls and goes, "Hey, I got a customer. Um, I've already, you know, they they need A, B, C, and D. Um, Paradise is going to work great for them, and uh, they want to do a demo to get a quick look. But this is pretty much a done deal because I've already done my job. The reason I get excited is because the agent is engaged. They've listened to what we've been doing, and they've been utilizing it in their own discussions as they meet customers." They are comfortable with talking about Paradise from top to bottom or Hot Sauce or Grozilla or Retail Cloud or, you know, or NCR. They're like, this system's going to work the best for them because they need A, B, and C, and NCR does A, B, and C. You know, those are the ones that excite me because then, you know, it's like, ah, the, you know, the agent's empowered, and I feel good about that because I feel we've done something to help them along the way. Perfect. Yep. All right, so next week we'll have more questions. We want them from you. Email me at nate at pptdesk.com. I would love to have your questions. I will be asking these guys. Uh, We are selling more and more POS every day, more and more demos. We're here to serve you. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the first episode of POS Uncensored, a production of Paprotech. I'm Nate Manahan. I'm glad to be your host, and we would love to hear from you at nate at pptdesk.com. Thanks for listening to episode one. We'll talk to you next week.